knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com. Chelsea Hansler, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Awesome. It's always a challenge coordinating dates with uh, folks in different time zones and you're in the eastern time zone. I'm in the yes. mountains, so we got a couple hours between us, which isn't too bad. I've been trying to schedule a show with a lady who's in Newfoundland, which is two yeah. hours plus half an hour yeah. different. So that one's even more challenging. But yes, uh, this definitely makes it harder. No, I'm glad glad you could make it today. So, and given that it's hunting season, you could have been said, "What are you doing?" scheduling a podcast during hunting season it's like people that are, want to get married in the fall you're like no yeah <laughs> yes no i i kind of have to be flexible with the kids anyways so i don't get yes. to get it every day as much as i'd like to so you were a super exciting and interesting person to follow on instagram you're just uh yeah you know, the, the word that came to mind, maybe we'll come back on this in a little bit, is self-reliant. Like you really, you, you've moved your family out into the woods mm -hmm. uh, and you're, you know, hunting one day and doing art the other day and doing stuff with the kids and then cutting firewood and, and yeah. uh, it, you're, you're a lot of fun, a lot of, oh, lot of fun and a lot you. of inspiration, so... Yeah, that pretty much sums it up of what we do in a week. Hunting <laughs> <laughs> and kids and painting and yeah. It's... So your your art is is a really interesting aspect for for me. Um, I'm an artist as well, and oh, cool. and sort of the hunter, the artist. And I, since I started the whole podcasting thing like five years ago, the art's kind of taken like a little bit of a you know a back yeah back what's it called back burner. Yeah, but w when I saw you, it was just like this is so exciting. I I, I want to talk to somebody about who's a hunter who also also does art. So, what is your inspiration for your art? For me, it's just painting what I like to do, and it started with like when I when the kids were small, I had them pretty much like right after each other, and I was used to like constantly being out like doing stuff with my husband, like we did not sit still ever. And then all of a sudden, like, whoa, I have a newborn. And then all of a sudden I have a one-year-old and a newborn and it just was like, okay, I can't 
I can't hunt every single day or I can't go out and do these things every single day. What am I going to do? And I tried, like we take them around, like I took them in the, in the carrier or in the truck, like chasing the hounds and like they were involved, but like you have to find some sort of a balance. And for me, that was staying at home and I'd paint and I'd, I just started painting a moose one day and I was like, oh, it actually kind of looks like a moose. Like that's, that's cool. <laughs> Cause I, I had no, like, I had no real artist, like in school I did like public school. That was probably the last time I pursued art in any, like I, I enjoyed it. And then high school kind of hit and, um, I had a art teacher in grade nine that kind of just didn't really see any talent. <laughs> and she kind of told me that oh, <laughs> so I just kind of took it to heart and I was like, okay, well, I guess that's not my career. And then I just left it alone until 15 years later, basically. Well, maybe not that long. Who, who is that person? And I'll, I will direct them to your, <laughs> yeah, to your Instagram page. No kidding. I know. I wish I could just be like, you're wrong. <laughs> but, uh, well, so I think I you just, have, you have proven her wrong. Yeah, so. I can't even remember her name. I can just remember her face and just like the things she would say. And I'm like, Oh, and I, I guess it was just me too, being a teenage girl and took it to heart more than I should have. But, but yeah. And then I just started, I don't know. I just started painting and that was just about kind of became my like wind down time at the end of the night, finally got the kids to bed and, um, that I, so I paint and then it just kind of slowly turned into taking on commissions for literally everything. Like I've painted commissions for any kind of pet there is trucks, like airplanes, everything. And then I got to a point where I was like, okay, what makes me happy? What makes me want to paint? Like, what do I enjoy painting? And I came down to hounds and hunting and stuff like that. Um, so that's kind of just where I've gone to because that's what I know and I think as an artist you you paint you paint better when you know what you're painting and you can feel the feeling behind it and, and I, so that's kind of just where it's led me and I just kind of decided I guess it'd be a year two years ago I was like I'm only going to take like commissions that I'm excited about and so now it's basically 95% hound paintings and that's it's pretty awesome. So if I'm not with the hounds in the bush or doing stuff like that, then I'm painting them and it's pretty, pretty cool balance. Oh, ab absolutely. I think that, I think that saying, I've heard that same saying apply, um, to authors, mm -hmm. like write what you know about. Yep. I don't know if this is still true, but the horror move, the horror novel writer, Stephen King, Mm -hmm. apparently every one of his books is based in his home state of Maine. Oh, really? Well, that's deep. So all these like horrible things <laughs> are all supposed to be in Maine so that he can go like there's a little street and a street lamp on the corner that yeah. flickers in an old house with, you know, a couple broken shingles and stuff. And people are like, oh my God, I, I, I can identify yeah, with that. Yeah, you know that. that. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's the so. details that you don't really think of unless you've been there, like had the, seen that moment play out and maybe just a little bit different. But yeah, so that's why I, I enjoy. And you've been, and... your hound artwork was on the cover of uh, Clay Newcomb's Bear Hunting Magazine. When, when yep. was that? Uh, so last year there was one, my first one was, I want to say February or March issue. 
and then I just had another one this year. And actually Colby, who's running it now for Clay, yep. he surprised me last year and put like one of the illustrations that I did for an article. And he put one of those ones on there as well. It was supposed to just be like a quick, like little sketch type thing to go with an article. And then I saw the issue I was like, oh, whoa, thanks. <laughs> so uh, they're really, they're awesome people to work with. Oh, that's so cool. I yeah. mean, that's, yeah. Whole, those are the things you always want as a business person as well to get some of that um you know, to drive, drive some business your way. So that's, oh, that's yeah. And it's the right exciting. people too. So it's, exactly, it's awesome. exactly. So, you know, I think hunters probably appreciate this. Like when you look at art of wildlife and you're like, oh, that, that's exactly it. I remember doing a painting of some ducks some mallards mm -hmm. landing in kind of a wooded swampy area. And I donated it as a kid to a Ducks Unlimited banquet and the oh, person cool. that bought it came up to me and said, I know that exact spot. Oh, wow. I go there and hunt ducks. It wasn't like a real spot. Like I put you yeah. know this together and that together and created this picture, but to that person that, you know, that yep. took them. And that's the cool connection that you get sometimes, even like, so sometimes painting, if I painted like an original piece with my hounds, and I'll still get people saying like, oh my gosh, like I've had that happen. And they'll send me like an exact picture almost of their, their walker dogs, like doing the exact same thing and like the same kind of like scenery. And you would swear that I painted their dogs, but it's, wow. yeah, it's pretty neat. So it does, it's not for, my art's not for everybody, but for the people that it is like the people that resonate with it. They really it, do. It really, yeah. really goes straight to their heart. Yeah. 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 So I was, I was going to say when, you know, when you have hunting dogs and stuff, like if you don't know them, there's got to be like little nuances mm -hmm. uh, that a person would be like, ah, eh, there's just something not right about that. But when someone like yourself knows the nuances, then you get those exact things going, oh my God. That's the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's exactly. That is so exciting. As an artist, what do you feel is your gift, your talent? Like I remember as a kid, people used to think that the talent was in your hand. Mm -hmm. Like you somehow had this like hand that could draw like straight lines and perfect circles and stuff. And I was like, no, it's got nothing to do with that. What, <laughs> no. What's your philosophy? Like what, what do you feel you have that's special that allows you to create art that people love? Oh, good question. <laughs> it's funny because you would think that I'm like a super talented, like, like, like to draw or sketch. Like that's not even, I got, I do that after, like it's, I paint shapes and colors and bring that together easier than I do to like create a detailed sketch. So it's really kind of backwards to what most people would think, I think, but I think my, like, I'm kind of drawn to like the vintage hunting artwork like that's kind of mm. where I draw inspiration so I think that's kind of where I I don't know if it's a philosophy but I like to have like the feeling like with the dogs like having that like I've painted so many different moments for people that they don't have photos of it and they don't like a lot of houndsmen they're not carrying photos with or cameras with them or especially 10 years ago like now everyone has a phone but they'll still have these dogs or these moments where they want to remember it or they see it vividly in their head but they want something to kind of keep it like as a keepsake and i think for me 
having that experience with the dogs, like it gives me a unique perspective and being able to bring that to life. Like a lot of the time I'm given photos that I can't even see the dogs hardly. I can barely see anything in the photos. And they're like, hey, I have this like idea, but I don't know how to bring it to life. And like, not to <laughs> be like, toot my own horn, but like, if you brought that to any other artist, unless they have experience with hounds, like they're not going to be able to bring that to life. You would, There's just no you, way. You'd end up with a painting where your hound looked like Picasso did it, you know? <laughs> yeah. I up here. And, yeah. You know, so. yeah. It just, it would be like, cause they, you have, I have to piece it together and I have to kind of see it in my head of what's happening and they explain it to me and then I kind of bring it together and like I did, just did a big commission for a guy in Montana and he had a bunch of hounds and a lot of the pack had uh, passed on just from various mm. accidents or illness or what whatnot. And he's like, I just really like, this is my first pack of hounds and I really want to like have a piece for his office of these dogs uh, with uh, mountain lion. And he like, we went over it, like it took probably two or three months of planning, going back and forth and sketches and like placement of each dog and like getting it exactly how he wanted. And then we brought it to life. And it's one of my favorite paintings that I've done just because it's like, it meant so much to him. So. Yeah. Wow. So that I, I really get, get it. Like you're so what I'm hearing is you're saying like, if, if you're to put your finger on your talent or your skill or your God-given gift uh, as the artist, it's the ability to understand the mood and the feeling of like an event of the dog, of the situation, yeah. and then make that happen. And that's what other people who have emotional connections to hunting dogs see as they feel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that I is, definitely... that is I exciting. Mean, like... If somebody were to ask me in like a different, like even like duck hunting, like I don't have really any experience duck hunting. So that's going to be really hard for me to wrap my head around. And like, even right now, so yesterday I just did a, a photo shoot. I had to like direct a photo shoot for um, another magazine cover up in Ontario. And I'm really excited about it. So I wanted to like nail it, but I couldn't wrap my head around like the whole vision of what the art director was saying, just because I don't have experience duck hunting. So I literally got found two guys that are avid duck hunters. And I was like, hey, I need your help with this because this is out of my realm. I was like, I, I know what I need for a photo, but I want to make sure all the details are right. Like everything is right so that a duck hunter doesn't look at it and be like, what on earth is that doing there? You know, like something that I might not think about. So I literally did like directed this whole photo shoot yesterday and got them to come out with all their gear and all their decoys and everything and got them to just do what they were doing. And I took some photos for reference material and yeah. So cool. the hound part comes easily, but it, the rest of it, like other stuff, I have to really work for it, but I want to like, I really want to understand it before I paint it, I guess. Yeah. No, that's that's a that's that's a good approach. That's that's a good philosophy for anything in life, right? Like I yeah. want to understand it first yeah. before I go stick stick my uh, my my foot into the into the pool, yeah, so exactly. to speak. So that's that's that is exciting. Now you're also a hunter, which is yeah. like super cool, and you hunt with your hounds. Yeah. What what are your main 
like what are the main hunts um we have a lot of we have really big black bear population where okay. we are and for us we just love working with the dogs so we do a lot of black bear hunting spring and fall um and then moose hunting we usually go up to like northern ontario um usually now but we didn't draw a tag. But you this had year, to do a so... podcast. <laughs> yeah, I had to stay home. No, <laughs> um, we didn't draw a tag this year, so we didn't get to go. But uh, yeah, that's kind of. And then we do a bit of whitetail hunting. It's I've struggled with that here. I grew up on farmland, so like it was like egg fields, and it was pretty straightforward hunting. Like you knew they were coming out like clockwork, morning and night. And like I taught myself how to hunt as soon as I was allowed to. And that's kind of how I grew up. And then I moved up here where it's like thick timber, thick bush. And where we are specifically, like I have not seen a, any deer sign in years. Oh, yeah, I don't think ever. And then there are pockets of deer, though. And I just finally got permission on a private private property. So I'm really excited about that. And I just started like kind of figuring that out the last couple of weeks. But I'm excited for next year. I don't know if it'll work out this year. But, but I just oh, like the... A adventure of it and exploring. it's an investment mm-hmm. yep yep yeah. starting starting somewhere new is an investment and yeah, yeah. like switching from ag fields to the forest i've grown up hunting whitetails in the forest and it's like yeah it's it's you, different <laughs> you win like like 0.01 percent <laughs> of the time because it's like yeah. crunch crunch yeah snap Oh, I got a stick in my face. Ah, geez, I got to push it out of the way. And then I look up and there's. Yeah. It's like, ah, geez, it was standing right there looking at me while I was trying to get this branch out of my face. Yes, it's been a learning curve. I've like (laughs) walked up on some does, but that's about it so far. But Well, stick stick to it. Yep. I'm just going to keep at it. And I don't know. If not, like nothing else, I'm out in the woods and I'm enjoying what I'm doing. So. Oh, ab- absolutely. I mean, we all enjoy just, just being out there. Um, yeah. and, and I don't think that's a euphemism. I mean, I think that is the true heart of, oh, of hunters. Sure. We just like being out there. Yeah. Now, as an artist and a hunter, uh, this, this also really interests me as well. What do you take from the art studio and the way you approach your art what do you take from that when you go hunting like what what is transferable over where you could almost say you know i'm kind of a better hunter even if that just means the experience of hunting is better not that you know like oh i just go out and get a deer every time i go out but what what translates from being an artist to making your experience of hunting better and then the other way, what about being a hunter translate to your ability to be an artist? I mean, we kind of talked about the connection with the dogs, but. Um, I think, well, patience for sure. Mm. Even when I'm painting, sometimes like it's coming together, but you kind of hit a point where you're like, oh, this is just not going my way. And you definitely feel that with hunting sometimes or you just kind of get like a moment where you're like, okay, like I'm freezing, I've like, been Never walking for miles, <laughs> I don't like, I haven't seen anything. And then you just kind of like give your head a shake and you're like, okay, no, like you're out here or you're sitting here painting, like you need to see this through, whatever the result is, like you're going to finish what you're doing. 
and then usually it always ends on a like a good note because with my paintings I always make sure that I am very happy with it and same with like hunting I, I mean I've never left the woods angry so you just <laughs> both a stress reliever on both ends I think too for but, both of them. but if you step back from the easel, like angry, mm -hmm. like you want to take a big brush and just like slap black yeah. all over and go, I hate this. <laughs> I've only done that once. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I can't remember. It was just something I was working on for myself, I think. And I just had this like vision, but it just wasn't coming together. And I think I ended up just throwing it, it was out the door. Then my husband came home and he's like, uh, bad day. <laughs> don't want to talk supper. about it. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Oh, oh, that's, that's, that's cool. Uh, patience. Patience is what, what you're bringing over. So what about, what do you find being a hunter that you can bring to the studio as an artist and say, this is directly transferable. This is helping me be better at the easel. I think just the experience like of, even just like your what you're painting, like the the landscape, and like you notice certain things, and I'm constantly taking pictures of just like leaves or like a certain tree or anything like that to just kind of piece it together and make it as accurate as possible. So I think you're just kind of always like, for me, I'm always looking at everything as an artist. Like I'm like, oh, like look how the light plays on that, or look how like the lighting from this angle kind of does this to the like makes this tree look almost orange like just certain things like that that I guess that I've I really noticed now and I'm always taking pictures of these things and I keep them all in like a folder of my own like reference photos to kind of refer to after um yeah, yeah I think it just opens your eyes to a lot of things that you would have just not really thought about before you're almost like retraining your brain to see everything differently yeah, because that that is a like a true skill of like a master hunter is is seeing the tiniest little things like, you know, that little piece of dirt is sitting on top of the leaf and it's mm -hmm. flaky and it rained during the night. So that means that the rain didn't wash, you know, the dirt yeah. away. And this just happened this morning and you're able to take that that ability to see the nuance out there and and, and yeah. bring it to the canvas cool yeah for sure more of a definitely more attention to details gotcha yep. yeah yeah and it's those bad days we have in the woods when we don't have attention to detail or yeah or, or something yeah. standing there staring at us and yes. we blow our opportunity <laughs> yeah uh, that's yeah that's cool and do you notice things too like when you have your artist hat on when you're out hunting it's just like hey did you notice snow is not actually white it's like it's purple in the sh shadows <laughs> yes. and it's like it's actually orange when the sun's out and yeah it's funny actually talking to like someone that understands all that because like even when i tried to remember the first time i tried to paint snow years ago and i think i mixed up white and a bit of blue with it and it just looks so like flat and boring and I was like why can I not get and it took me forever and I thought the snow would have been the easiest part of the painting but it's not because you have to like play in so many colors to make it look right and yeah yes. a lot of people don't see those things like even black like if you paint a black dog it's never black you're mixing in like purples or blues or other undertones that you don't 
see until you train your eye to see it. It's pretty yeah. interesting. Yeah, no, that's, I, I, I definitely just all, all of those things that you're saying, I'm just like, yeah, I just totally, totally resonates with me as well as, as an artist. And, and, uh, it's, it's exciting. It's exciting to watch what, yeah. what you're doing. And, and I think as a hunter artist, you're really unique. Like you're, it's almost like you're, you're an artist in your own category because like sporting dog art, I think was a big thing like in Europe and it was a big thing like a century ago, but I, maybe I'm wrong cause I don't follow it, but it doesn't seem to be in the hunting art world yeah. as much as what it used to. And, and you're almost like a, in your own league. Oh, well, thank you. But no, there's a few, but definitely like, it's not as, uh, there's not as many as you would like, as I think even, I don't know how many generations ago, but like you can go a lot of places and see a lot of the like hunting artwork from a long time ago, but you don't see a lot of like artists now doing it. And I don't know if it's because maybe they, because sometimes it's like, not everyone likes hound hunting. Not everyone wants to see hounds baying a bear. And I kind of just had to let go of, I don't care, like just, you know what? Like, I don't care what other people think like this is what I love and this is what I want to paint and it's going to talk to the right people and I don't know if that's why it just a lot of people I don't know there's a lot of artists that will dabble they'll take paint one painting here or there maybe with some hounds um but yeah there's not a ton of them one off the top of my head that uh, I talk to every once in a while is Jamie uh I don't know her last name it's wild art on Instagram I think it is um, but she paints some sporting, or doesn't paint, sorry. She does, uh, like, what's the word? Like pencil. Pencil sketches? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yep. Yeah. She's really, really talented. Um, but yeah, there's a few, but I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's interesting how you said kind of like the, the hound dog and, you know, the actual pictures of, you know, tree barking and stuff like it, it's even when you go back you know, into, you know, the old art and stuff. It was all like the prestigious upland game bird yes. dogs or the yeah. waterfowl dogs or, you know, the classic English landscape with the setter and the, then yeah. the, the partridge lifting off or whatever. And, yeah. and you're going, my heart is with hound dogs and this is yeah. what it looks and feels like. And that's who Chelsea is as an artist. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's honestly served me well. Just be, I think because it, people can see that that that's like who I am and what we love. And like I do, da I will paint some wildlife here and there because I like painting some big game um, stuff. But for the most part, it's mostly hounds. Good so for I you. think people just see that that's kind of where I'm happy and where I'm comfortable painting. Like that's where my heart is. So I think that kind of resonates somehow. Cause even it's funny because a lot of the paintings that I paint aren't that detailed when it comes to the hounds, I keep it pretty loose and almost like a vintage hunting look, I think is what people have told me, <laughs> but, uh, it just seems to connect with people better than some of my wildlife paintings because I'm just painting a, a picture. I'm not feeling it as much, I think. Right. Right. I, 
I always felt that Robert Bateman was like mm -hmm. the best of artists for us wildlife artists yes. and the worst <laughs> thing that ever happened to somebody who's interested in wildlife art, right? Because yes. you're always compared to him. And I reached a point where I was just sort of like, he influenced me so much when I actually was out hunting and I saw something and I'm like, mm -hmm. there's a good idea for a painting. And I'm like, I'm seeing it through Robert Bateman's eyes, not my <laughs> own eyes. I'm seeing a Robert Bateman picture and it's sort of like, I, I need to stop yeah. that because it's, it's hard because he's not... painted like everything. So I know. Oh, wouldn't it be cool to do with this? And then you flip through one of his books and you're like, shit. Yeah. Like he's already done it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but I don't think he's got any hound dogs. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I haven't seen any. So. Uh, uh, now the other thing that I see sort of on this idea of just sort of like being who you are, being true to yourself. Uh, and, and that really shows like on your social media, y you seem to be doing like a lot of things that are awakening and inspiring and encouraging others, especially women in the outdoor space. They really seem to be connecting with you, your philosophy, your self-reliant. I saw a little survey you did. It's sort of like, what are the things that are holding you back from going hunting? And it was like, one of the biggest ones is, was like, I don't know what to do and I have no one to go with. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's... But you seem to be the person that sort of like, doesn't matter, go figure it out. And if no one wants to come with you, go by yourself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's been kind of a strange year that way because so like 10 years ago I was that person I didn't know I, I taught myself how to hunt my dad was busy farming and like I just wanted to get involved but all the hunt camps were men and I just didn't know how but I just was stubborn like that and I wanted to do it but I never really had the mentorship or like understanding like I hunted for years without really understanding a lot of it like I didn't understand what the deer were doing I didn't get it but I just kept going and then eventually I figured it out and then it came to a point where my husband and I um like we had our kids and it wasn't always feasible for us to go hunt together so I was like okay well how am I and every time I try to leave my son with somebody he would cry and scream and like no one wanted to babysit him so I was kind of <laughs> like stuck and I'm like okay well I guess like I'm just gonna go and I was scared. I didn't know what I was doing. I was scared to be in the bush alone. I didn't really have very many navigation skills. I'm like, you know what? The fear, like the worst case, like not going is going to be worse than whatever's going to happen when I go, because I need that for myself to just get out there and be in nature. And I think just because I know how I was 10 years ago, I'm able to speak to these people that are these other women that are also feeling that way. And I know there's tons out there. And so when I went to Alaska in the summer with uh, Tana for, with uh, Bristol Bay retreats, I ended up winning that on like a scholarship and it was like last minute and I had to just get there. And she called me and she's like, can you be in Alaska in two weeks? So I'm like, yep. And that was completely out of my comfort zone. I'm like a homebody. I like just kind of puttering around and gardening and hunting and taking care of the kids. And like, I'd never left the kids for that long ever. So I was like, okay, 
yep, I'll be there. And I did, and I went, and it was life-changing. Just, I knew I'd like Alaska, but just the being with a bunch of women that I actually, like, they were, like, like I'd known them my whole life. And it was the most, the craziest experience just being out in the, literally in the wilderness with a bunch of women that we all got along all week. There was no, like, and this has never been my experience with women. That's why I, like, I hang out with mostly guys until now. And so I was like, wow, like, it was kind of like an epiphany, like, okay, like, this is on me for not finding these women sooner. So I came home and I, I talked to Tana and I was like, I feel like I need to do more. Like, I want to help women the way you guys helped me. And I was like, I would love to do the same thing in Canada. And she's like, let's do it. So she's been my mentor. And that's kind of where all this has been leading is all these like polls and asking people so that I know how best that I can help them. So that's what we're doing. I'm starting a retreat similar to Tana's, but Canadian style with canoes and portaging deep into the backcountry, and we're going to camp and teach people things. And yeah, I'm really excited. So that's kind of where I think because I know who I was 10 years ago, I know how to help them as best as I can. And it just, I didn't realize <laughs> there's so much more to like having women that you can go hike or hunt with. And I've never had that kind of relationship with girls. So it was wow. pretty cool to have that. And then I'm excited to help more people find that and find their, like, com like be comfortable. And I have my friend, Lindsay uh, Persico. She won Alone the Beast. And she's going to come out and teach survival skills. And it's going to be a lot of fun. And, yeah. Neat. So, yeah. That is so exciting. It's a, it, it's a cool story that it that you have progressed into this like i'll just call it a role like you are opening yourself up and wanting to put others ahead of yourself and help women find their place like you have in in the outdoor space and it it's not like you became like popular on on social media and then mm -hmm. all of a sudden one day you realize it's like oh my god there's all these people are like looking up to me and stuff and like well what happens if i do something wrong or whatever yeah. you've like you've naturally reached this point where it's like i'm deciding this means a lot to me to help those people rather than having it thrust upon you yeah. um so that that in itself i think is it yeah something something in the universe spoke to you and it you did. were open and embraced it and moved forward with it rather than saying leave me alone stop messaging yeah. me i'm trying to paint on instagram so yes well and that's kind of i just i don't know i just like literally woke up when i like cause something about being in the wilderness disconnected from everything all your responsibilities like you just you don't have to be a mom you don't have to be wife you don't have to like take care of all the house stuff or like there's nothing you just you just be and you just get to like talk with other women and everybody's like just relaxed and it's I don't know it's just a really unique experience and I was just like nobody gets this because even even people that are out in the deer stand a lot of the time they're checking emails or you know like you're still not d disconnected completely so it's just a, a 
something changes in you and you get to experience that and just be completely disconnected. And a lot of women would never like have that opportunity in that degree because like they have response, like they, it's just something in us. I think that we like, Oh, well, I got to do this for the kids first, or I don't want to spend that money on myself. Like I want to do it for <laughs> my kids need this or my kids need that. And you just kind of have to get to a point where you're like, no, I need this. And I need to just like get away like connect with people, challenge myself, learn new skills. And it's not just like a week that you're doing this, like you're going to take these skills and then move forward. You're going to be able to go hiking by yourself. Like you're going to feel more confident to go hiking by yourself. And then it's just going to, for me, it changed my life. And I was already like pretty immersed in the like outdoor setting. Like I was very comfortable with like a lot of the skills we'd already, we learned, but it's just, you're always going to learn more. Like no matter what your skill level is, you're going to learn somebody, something from somebody. And yeah, it's just a, a cool experience all oh, around. Good for you. That's exciting. I can just, I can see it in your face. You're just like, so, <laughs> so excited I, about this. And, and that's, yes. that passion is going to take, take you uh, a long ways. And a lot of people are going to, going to benefit from you. I mean, if, if being with you in person in the woods is, anything i think the way it looks like people are connecting with you on your instagram account um that experience is gonna is gonna be tenfold and i think you're, you. you're just gonna feel good about it and people are gonna be amazed and and uh feel good and change their lives and yeah that's the goal uh, thank you good good for you uh where can people find you and your art so I'm on Instagram at Chelsea Hansler Art, and uh, I'll be announcing all the details this week. So that was kind of good timing for the retreat. Um, yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah, so uh, Chelsea Hansler Art yeah. on Instagram and yeah. follow I'm her. I'm on Facebook and stuff too. But... Oh, you're on Facebook as well? Same, yeah, I'm same not name? active on there. Yep. Okay, cool. Yeah, Instagram is the place. Yeah, I have a hard time with Facebook. <laughs> just, I kind of post there every once in a while because it's a lot of like people, like friends and family and their friends and family. It's pretty, yep. yeah, that's kind of the yeah. crowd there, which is great. And then Instagram, you kind of, it's able to, I'm able to reach more people. So Def that's kind of where I focus mostly. Good, good for you. Yeah, f Facebook is, you know, you kind of get the snide comments and stuff on Facebook. Yeah, Somebody's angry that's... about something. Yes. Oh, there's a, there's, here's my new painting of some hounds and stuff. Well, that reminds me, darn government, you know? Yeah, like, I know. And, and you're like, why am I even here? But, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's basically why I avoid it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Facebook is, and everything I've seen on your page, it just seems very, very warm, very genuine, a lot of cool conversations and questions. And yeah, you, you. You, do, you do a great job. So, um, hey, everybody find Chelsea on Instagram, follow her um get a subscription to bear hunting magazine and yeah. see some of her art and there'll probably be more of it there in the future as well and if you are a hounds person out there somewhere and have something they would like to pitch to chelsea you can find her there and yeah yeah if it excites can... if it excites her and she can yeah. feel <laughs> the passion and the emotion then you may have found an artist to create something for you absolutely Cool. Thanks so much for uh, coming on the show. 
Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's great. I'm I'm sure uh, I have connected, and I, I'm sure others are going to connect as well. And and that's what this show is all about: is just seeing people from all over the country and seeing their heart and and their passions for all things outdoors and hunting and and everything. And and hopefully that touches people. And you certainly certainly doing a great job. You're an inspiration. Well, thank you very much. Chelsea Hansler. Thank you. Thank you. You'd think with four of us spread out on a tiny island that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But as I've learned, no matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.